Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondori and Murad, the official Grant and Danny show sponsor. They can help protect your assets, update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to get a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. One hour from now, we're giving away tickets to the Caps and the Coyotes. Game is Sunday, March 3rd. You want to go see the game in the good seats, you'd better be listening. Danny, it's time to... Pass along what I think is some pretty good news to our listening audience. I agree with your assessment, sir. It's time for the Friday, February 23rd, much anticipated as of about an hour ago. Grant and Danny show announcement. So right at the end of this. Yeah. We are thrilled to announce that for the first time since 2020, the Grant and Danny radio program. This one, definitely. It's going to be this one. Obama style. Let me be clear. We are going back to West Palm Beach. Here we go. For National Here we Spring go. Training. We will be in Florida. We are going back. In the beautiful weather, enjoying the crack of the bat, the smell of the hot dogs, watching your 71 win Washington Nationals train at their beautiful shared complex with the Houston Astros. The show is going back to West Palm Beach. We will be there live mm-hmm. on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, March 4. 
five and six. Thank you. Yeah, man. Four, five, and six. Let's go. The boys are back in it's town. It's Grant and Danny's music. By God, Danny. the boys are going back. Let's do this Let's thing. do it. Let's go to spring training. Let's go to spring training. What are you happier about? Eating so much Cracker Barrel. That one. Because whenever we go there, Danny just eats Cracker Barrel out of all of their ingredients. That's right by the ballpark. Or is it uh, a little Sonny's Barbecue? I love Sonny's. You know how I feel about Sonny's. crystal, like late night burgers that we might enjoy. Mm-mm. We're actually going down there for a little while now. Make a couple days. You're coming down Sunday night. Yep. I got news, by the way. Roll call. Here are the people that are going as part of our grand. Because this is kind of neat. This is it's not your normal trip, I would say. This is our G and D contingent that is going down to West Palm Beach to deliver to you guys the best nationals coverage on the radio in Washington, DC. Entering first, standing about five foot eight and a half and weighing more than he cares to admit. Grant Paulson. Entering second, standing about 5'11". Yeah, I'm called that. Okay. Yeah. Playing a lot of pickleball, and he mm-hmm. really wants everyone to know he loves pickleball. And he's very handsome. Danny yes. Ruye. Some of that's true. Also going to West Palm Beach, a first-timer at spring training. Oh? You know him as the reigning Super Bowl champion in one of the most competitive Madden leagues in history. Producer, Darius Dammer. Here we go. Yeah. To the ladies of West Palm Beach, someone's going to be swiping on you for a couple of days. I can mm-hmm. tell you that right now. You know him from his work in the movie Top Gun Maverick. And you've seen him on Bumble. Glenn Powell <laughs> is headed to the big city, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ryan Clary's music. <laughs> the hot gets you every That's time. That's not all. No? Four's not a crowd. Wait a minute. Four, I thought that was it. It's a good number. Four's not a crowd. Five's a crowd. Wait a minute. The five best friends anyone could ever have. You know them as the better half of the Bustin' Loose Baseball podcast. No. That Danny kicked to the curb about a year ago. Mm. My co-host, Toby Altizer. Look at Tobias. Look at Tobias rounding out the fivesome. Let's go. Table for four? Uh-uh. Table for five, bro. Here we Go. Just some baseball pals. There will be baseball. There will be barbecue. There will be sunlight. There's a pool at the get this. There's a pool, man. We're not doing this at the, the night days in, whatever the hell that hotel was where we almost died. Yeah. We're not doing that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We got ourselves a house. Because the in. ball is life. And so is going damn to right. West Palm Beach, coach. We will be at a, a uh, Airbnb home. Mm-hmm. With internet access, mm-hmm. that was my my main Yeah, thought. that was a point. Um, main, the ability yeah. to watch television, but also a swimming pool. I think there are some games we can play in the basement. There's all kinds of wackies. It's gonna be a it's gonna be good digs. We're gonna enjoy ourselves for the nights we that go. we're there. And uh it's a business trip. We're gonna get business done. It'll be business, but it's also gonna be the boys in West Palm with no with no rules. No rules. I would not say that. I wouldn't say it either. Couple rules. No grown ups. Yeah, but no grown ups to tell us what to do. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be neat. What are we, idiots? The last time we went down there, Yep. quite literally, while we were there. During the time we were there. The world stopped. Yep. So it was 2020. We were broadcasting. We went back. I remember sitting at the bar at the Courtyard Marriott in West Palm Beach, looking up at the TV, and Rudy Gobert like rubbed all the microphones, like making fun of the Uh the coronavirus. And then the NBA shut down that night. 
The NHL shut down that night, but spring training was still going on because Florida was like, we're doing our own thing. So the next day, we're out broadcasting. Now, there were a bunch of weird rules already at spring training. You couldn't do in-person interviews. No one knew anything. All this stuff. We were just talking to a fence. And we get a, a press release while we're on. This is like 20 minutes before a spring training game is about to start. That Major League Baseball was basically shutting down all endeavors. And we're like, wait a second. There were people walking into the ballpark. Do you remember Thousands that? Thousands of people streaming right past just walking into a game. They had the game anyway. Yeah. Because it was too close to first pitch that all the people were already walking in and the teams were like warming up and everything. Still get your hot dogs. Still get your beer. So they just said, hey, after today, spring training's over and we'll reconvene down the road, but we're going to have one more game. And so what I did, knowing it would be a while before I saw sports, I waddled over there and sat among a bunch of thousand of my favorite friends. And I watched Juan Soto in the Nationals at the time take on, uh, might have been the Astros. I don't remember. Yankees. It was the Yankees, That's right, bro. It was the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I watched them play the Yankees. And then the next day, we were there for like three more days. Uh-huh. We started broadcasting in a conference room. Yep. Because we would go to the spring training complex, except that it was closed, like locked shut. You couldn't get in. Day one. Nor- normal-ish day. So they didn't want us in the clubhouse, but they were like, yeah, we'll bring guys out to you, no problems. We couldn't do the normal clubhouse access that we always would where we you know, grab somebody for three, four minutes, tape with this guy, that guy, whatever. We couldn't do that. But we were like, that's no problem. We'll still have a normal week down there. We'll bring guys out to you. Again, by the middle of the second day, nobody was anywhere. We were just broadcasting under a makeshift tent next to a fence. What was, was the story, by the way? There was some big viral national story that like CNN was covering that someone had gotten on the plane yes. to there and yep. it was from the Northeast. So now, we were assuming they were on our flight because the Yankees fans were all on our flight. The whole story was this is so early on. So the guy's like, I'm pretty sure I got it. This this is the story. Okay. I remember I'll never forget oh, this. Oh, the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. COVID guy. So the COVID dude goes, I'm pretty sure I have it. I think I've got it. I'm feeling a lot of symptoms. Let me test. And this was at the point where the tests. You had to wait two days well, for we, the we results. We didn't know anything. Like the, yeah, the no one word, knew anything. The word COVID and the word cancer were like equal at that point. Yeah, yeah. No That's one knows. absolutely. Honestly, you're like, well, now this, we know that, Coach. I'm going to get it. I'm going to die immediately. Yeah. Like this was before the pandemic really kicked off and the country shut down. So the dude believed that he had it, tested for it. But I mean, this is the day. Remember, you had to wait multiple days for the result. It's not that little thing that you swab your nose and put on the kitchen counter where there's a line or it's not in in a matter of minutes. So he in the in the time before he gets his test back, he that's goes, right. I'm just going to fly down to Florida, he West Palm to, Beach. Yeah, that's exactly right. He yep. went to his doctor, took a test, got on a flight, flew down to West Palm Beach. Doctor calls him the next, like when he gets off the plane or whatever and says, you have COVID. You've got the thing. And it wasn't just at the airport. The same plane that's going to the same gate. It runs the Northeast Corridor. Yeah, and our assumption was, I don't know if we've ever confirmed it, but he was on our plane. That's what we think. That, that's The guy was on the plane. Because how there's no way he wouldn't have been. All the hand sanitizer on the planet is just being slathered and swabbed all over armrests, things in front, uh, like people's jeans. Like the, the the whole place smelled like that alcohol hand rub. Can I get a weather report on West Palm Beach, March second through the sixth, please, from resident show meteorologist Ryan Clary. Yes, fellas, and this is something that I've been tracking for quite some time now, just over the last 72 hours, and things have changed. So when we get there on Saturday, it's going to be a high of 76, of low of 68 that day. Pretty normal day. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll take Could, it. 
could be a thunderstorm later on in the afternoon. It's Florida, so you're gonna have to always take that with a grain of salt. We should be. We should make sure not to be in our pool at our house. At Good point. point. Yes, we'll have to stay out of the pool. That that will be a rule. No pool during thunderstorms. Guys. I don't mind grilling in the rain for you boys, though. I'll I'll get those burgers ready to go. Nice medium. You want a medium rare? Yeah. You want medium? What are you looking for? Oh, uh, on the burger meal, medium rare. Okay. Yep. But on Sunday, thanks, honey. It's gonna be a high of 76 and a low of 68. Now there is a 60% chance of rain on that thing and some mm. thunderstorms scattered around there. But I think ultimately we should be in the clear until later on in the afternoon. The rain's annoying, I'll yeah. say. Yes. I'm annoyed by that. So the Nats are playing on Sunday. I want to go to that game. They're playing on Monday. I want to go to that game. They're off on Tuesday and they're playing Wednesday. I want to go to that game. That's kind of my itinerary. I don't know where you guys are at. Here's how marking out Darius is. I told him that if we drive 30 minutes away, there's another ballpark where we can watch two random teams play spring training baseball. Right after we get off the plane on Saturday, and he's like, "Yeah, we got to do that. We got to we got to get as much baseball. We got to do that is what he as said. As much baseball as possible, uh, by any means necessary. We could drop Ryan off, and he could start swiping, and then you and I can just head on out. Well, I'll be a, swiping in the car. I mean, I mean he's not business, gonna drive. It's a business yeah. trip for some of us. Let's be honest, right? Um, different things you can do with business. You can conduct it. You can yeah. give it. I mean, yeah. different things. <laughs> Given the business, you can give him the business. He's been doing that a time or three. Yeah. Uh, Toby is also going. Tobias Shrewka, everybody. Busting loose baseball. The youngest in charge. Toby, how steamed up are you to put those eyes on James Wood in the cage? Watch Dylan Cruz in spring training action. Get to see your boy Brady House. I know you're fired up. I have not gotten to see Brady House all that much, so I couldn't be more excited to see these guys. Never been to spring training. Nice weather. Makes me even happier with seeing what we have here today. A little chilly, a little rain. Mm -hmm. Get down in West Palm, enjoy some nice weather. I'm excited, man. Now, Tobias, are you nervous at all about this group of four? Like, no. In the house, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a weird dynamic. It's a lot of us. And then, like, we're all going to be in the same house together. Are you concerned about that at all? I think I'll be all right. All I right. survived college. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be all right. You said you might bring your PlayStation. I might. What games do you have? I got Madden. We can play some football. I got 2K. We can play some basketball. I'd love to try to be baseball. Darius and Madden. Because I'm going to scissor oh, out. adorable. The, I'm going to scissor out the S out of him. That's I'll tell adorable. You that right now. Uh, what else you got? I got baseball. Whatever yeah. you want. You can bring a shooter. Whatever Let's you want. Go. I think if you and Darius played Madden, there was a rule that he couldn't throw to the left of the, any hash mark. He would still beat you by 50. The f scissor out again. <laughs> the biggest upset that no one's talked about at any point is that Danny's going. I mean, how did this go down? I asked him just the same way I do when I get tickets, mm -hmm. right? Like, I get a, a late, last-minute Caps tickets all the time. I basically have stopped asking, but every now and then I'll be just to make sure. I'll be like, hey, Danny, I got Caps tickets yeah, tonight. Last minute, I could pretty much any never do. interest? And Danny's like, oh, thanks, man. And then I'll go, like, me and Ryan yeah. or me and Darius will Ask go Ask the whatever. people that don't have you yeah. know, wives and kids and stuff. Yeah. But for a trip, mm -hmm. I mean, that is hilarious. Like, what a funny thing. I told him we got this thing brewing. Me and the boys are probably going to West Palm. Mm -hmm. Cursory invite so you don't feel like you're left out. And Danny's like, yeah, I'll do that. And I was like, no, 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 you don't. West Palm Beach in Florida. That's in Florida. It's not. I was like, we have to fly there. We have to stay there. It's not West Palm in your front yard, guy. It's going to be a few days away. It's not Palm Palm Wednesday or Palm, you know, this is West Palm Beach, Florida. And you're like, yeah, let me make a call. And you're in. Got it done. So the the impetus there is I have been scolded by the lady wife where she's like, you you have to do these things. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, oh, I need to be there for you and the kids. And you. she's like, A, I don't really need you that badly. I, I, I interpreted that. 
Uh, but B, it was like, it just looks like you don't care. And it looks like you, you're you not into the show when like Grant goes and like everyone goes and you're just sort of like, whatever, I'm not going. So, like, and I'm like, well, that's I don't want that perception. And I'd like to go. I'm not going to go as far as to say that I don't think you 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 look like you're not into the show because I know you are. Because that, that's she said that's what it looks like. I, I am on her side though that when we have the choice of doing things like we, you know even if it means occasionally we we got to foot the bill like stuff that isn't great right going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl whatever yeah like yeah it'd be great to have you just excited to go I understand though mm-hmm. it, it people have lives and and there's a right and wrong way to do things right. and ideally we could do things the right way. But I guess I'm kind of on her side where I go, yeah, it'd be nice to have you tagging along because it's not like I'm trying to leave you in a lurch, but we just, we got to keep moving forward or we're moving backwards Mm -hmm. as a show, right? Totally. But to have you with us in West Palm, it's going to be great. Danny Routier. That's me, Chuck. I am really excited about this. Everybody, when we get to Sonny's, no chit-chat. You look at that menu and you get ready. You need to be ready when the very nice lady, because that's all they have working there is nice ladies. They have nice people working at Sunny's. They're going to talk to you. They're going to say, hey, hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. What, what you want on the side of How that? are y'all? How y'all doing? Y'all going to get started with drinks, y'all. Hey, hey darling. Is y'all. It, it raining out there yet, darling? They're calling for rain today. Now, I saw y'all that there was y'all supposed to be a chance of rain coming up later on. She's Did y'all see some of that? Just, She'll love Toby. Hey, sweet baby hey, boy. What you want on the side of your brisket, hey, baby hun. boy? It's going to be a good time. Look at the menu. Are you worried about possibly having fun on accident? Yeah. What, if, what if you have Huge fun? concern. Huge concern for me. Huge concern. There Here we that, go. That have to happen. You don't mess with my Sonny's trip, and you don't mess with my Cracker Barrel trip. If I get those things, I'll tag along and do whatever you guys want. Not whatever. I mean, I'm not going out or anything. But you know what I mean? Like, I'll... Will you go out no. one of the nights with us to a bar? No. Okay. That's a no for me, dog. Will you? There's a puppy bowl on Wednesday night. Will oh, for you, real? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not doing that. There isn't one. No. Uh, Ryan perked up. He's like, like really? If, if it was in bowl? another room in our house, I'd go to a different room. If Ryan uh, is going to go on a date via one of his apps. And he's a chaperone? And we're going to tag along and watch him from a few tables over. Okay, that's intriguing. Yeah. I'd actually like to do that. With one of those like uh, parabolic mics. My, my bit that I'd like to do is live tweet his date. I kind of want to, he gets a match. Oh, that'd be a hoot. West Palm Beach. I would do that, actually. And then we just all live tweet it and post videos and kind of give people a real inside skinny. I would love to do that. That's Can we bad. do that, Ryan? Uh, but I figured that the food thing for you would be a good selling point. That's a great thing. Yeah, we're doing that. But seriously, look at the menu when we get there. No chit-chat. Got to be ready to order. Who's ready? Uh, Darius, uh, none of you guys have ever been before, right? Darius, Ryan, and Never Toby? been. Nope. Spring I have tra- not been. Spring training's the best. And from a show standpoint, I think you guys that are ramping up and getting excited for the baseball season are going to be fired up. We're going to have great guests. We'll get Rizzo. We'll get Davey. Uh, I mean, frankly, I don't know how many of the players are must-haves at this point, but you know, I'd like to talk to Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams while we're down there. JoJo Gray's always fun. We get a few of those guys. Um, I want to I want to spend a little time around James Wood because he's my guy. Rich and only brought up a very good point via Twitter. Uh, that's at Greenwich Paulson. It's well, funny, Danny, for me. Going on a trip away from our wives, so he's an expert in this. He knows. That's well, a good bit. What does he have for us? He says, and I quote, "Can we get some Darius post uh, points punishment poolside photos?" Oh, are you going to break out the speedo and the snorkel? Like as a teaser trailer for the model shoot. Like this is what it looks like out in the wild, kind of. You know what I mean? We get some natural light. Yeah, I was I was hoping to just have fun on this trip. We can we can save the the points confidence 
punishment for later when we come back. Let's just have fun, right? I think we can all. I have think a good speedos time. are fun. Ah, Isn't that fun? Not so Isn't that fun. maximum fun with just a bunch of dudes? Now you yeah. got your speedo in the Tell pool. You what? what day do we want to do speedo day? Everyone pack a speedo. I got a speedo. One of the you have one. I got a speedo. I got one from when I was on swim team. Crystal Ball was my coach, by the way. Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball was my swim coach. Looking for Crystal I'm Ball. I'm going to assume it doesn't fit. It's from when I was like 14. So don't know if that's going to slide over these thighs. Now I got a speedo that I purchased way after my swim career is over, but I, like I have it. The why is not important, but I have one. Okay. I'll, I'm going to wear a Speedo. That's what you guys want. Spe- which day, what day is Speedo day at the pool? Tuesday. That's that's the uh, that's the off day. So. That's yeah, a lot Tuesday of is dude, the Speedo by day. The way. I say Sunday. Sunday Speedo day? Yeah, Speedo Sunday. After the game. Hmm. You know what we're going to do Sunday? I already told him. Charlie and Dave have a live radio show, and we're going to go hang out, fill some of those seats, watch those guys do their live show at a restaurant. Oh, nice. Support, support our local broadcast. Support the team. Yeah. Got to support the team. What a time to be alive. Shout out. Shout out. Odyssey. Shout out to the team. Uh, Darius Dameron. Ryan Clary. Toby Altizer. Tobias. Danny freaking Ruye Guys, is going? come on. Come on. Are you kidding come me? Come on, guys. Come on. Having a good time. Danny Ruye. Having some fun here. Might even have a little fun. All right. The next two segments, we're going to tie them at the hip. Monica Dixon, Monumental Sports, is going to join us next. Want to talk to her about the move of the Wiz and the Caps to Virginia. Obviously, Monumental is giddy about the move. Following segment, we'll talk to Kevin Blackstone of the Post, who's not quite as excited. So we'll go point-counterpoint here. Uh, But I'm looking forward to seeing what Monica has to say about where we're at in this process. That's next on The Fan. In 30 minutes, we've got a pair of Caps tickets that you can win right here on the fan. You better be listening ahead of the Beltway Blitz. <coughs> right now, let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Visit BetQL.com and welcome onto the show Monica Dixon, who's the president of external affairs and chief administrative officer with Monumental Sports. Monica, thank you for the time. It's Grant and Danny. Good to talk to you again. How are you? You too. It's been a while, but I'm happy to be here today. Appreciate it. We wanted a little update on what's going on. We've had lots of questions, and we've been talking on the show the last few weeks about everything coming out in the news on the possible move from D.C. to Virginia for the Caps and the Wizards. So where are we in the process? Well, we had a great week in Richmond. Our legislation moved inside the budget bill in the House and was passed 88 to 12. So now that bill has some little TikTok back and forth legislatively next week, but it will move to conference committee where the Senate leaders and the House leaders will get together and uh, hopefully reach compromise on the budget and include our project in it. And then it will come back for a final vote and then the governor can sign it. So, Monica, if it doesn't get done for whatever reason, I mean, you, you see the, the tweets mm-hmm. and the posturing of folks, and I, you know, I'm, that's why we're having you on. You know more than we do. Um, if this doesn't get done in the next few weeks, the way I understand Virginia's legislative session, does that mean it doesn't get done at all this year, doesn't get on any bills? That's right. That's right. Unless there's a special session, which is unlikely, uh, it won't be acted up upon until they come back. You know, they're a part-time legislature, right. so they're not back until next year. So then what would that mean for you guys? Would, would it just be stalled a year? Or if it doesn't happen, according to this plan of the next few weeks, what would the next step be? 
Well, um, we do think it's going to happen. And what will happen after the governor signs it is that it then moves to Alexandria. And I think you guys know this, that the city of Alexandria has to also vote to support the project before it can become final. So even after Richmond, we go through another process very similar uh, with the city council in Alexandria. Is there a timeline similarly with Alexandria or is that a little bit less tense in terms of beating a clock? You know, it's definitely less tense in terms of beating a clock for sure. They haven't told us exactly when they will consider the project itself. They've been doing a lot of listening sessions in the community, and I think they want to finish all of those, but we hope it's in March. Uh, We hope it won't take um, too much longer after uh, it passes in Richmond. Monica Dixon, Monumental Sports, President External Affairs. Do you know the date off the top of your head of of the the deadline? I'm just curious. Yes. um, The last day that the legislature meets is March 9th. Okay. That's wow. their so, tiny die. That's when they um, leave and don't come back for another year. So just a couple of weeks away. Okay. So yeah, two weeks. You, mm-hmm. you got to get that done. So the House flying colors passes through. You referenced the Senate. I want to go back and just kind of clarify for for my own understanding. So it's not currently like listed on a certain date to be voted on. What has to happen to get it to that point where it's on the schedule and there is a vote? The conferees have to meet, and the conferees are chosen, I think, early next week. And it's usually the Senate leadership and the House leadership that deals with budget and finance-related issues. And then they meet, and they go through the differences in the bills. And, and our project will be a difference because it will have passed in the House twice, Uh, but it will not have passed in the Senate in any form. And so the conferees then have to meet and and determine what they want to see in the final bill. So it's a a negotiation between those members of the leadership. And they they will be active and working that whole last week, like March 4th through the 8th. And the last day they can bring their report for passage to uh, the legislature is that Saturday, March 9th. Monica Dixon with us here on GD, President of External Affairs and Chief Administrative Officer with Monumental Sports. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard and seen some of the, the, the criticism. Some folks are upset. I think anytime there's change, that, that's probably inevitable. What do you think that critics are getting wrong here uh, from you guys' perspective? You know, I think there's a ton of confusion around um, whether there is a public subsidy, where whether any Uh, tax revenues are used for this project from citizens in Alexandria or the or the state or the Commonwealth of Virginia. And and that's just not true. You know, it's a complicated structure to explain, but I think of it in a simple way as a loan that the state will be taking to finance the construction of this campus. And then the way that loan gets paid is by people who are coming to our events, coming to our games, and purchasing drinks or, you know, T-shirts or whatever it may be, those tax revenues that come just from our campus will pay that loan back and then some. So the city and the Commonwealth actually make money on this over time. They'll pay back the loan, and then all the proceeds that come in after the loan is paid back will be used for the city of Alexandria to build schools or whatever they choose to, and the same with the Commonwealth. 
And again, that takes time, but there, no one pays any fees or any taxes for this facility other than the people who use it. So as a Virginian who's never had a stadium or an arena, I like the idea of having one of our own for the first time. I also, I'm a new stadium guy. I want, I want the best arenas and stadiums for my team. So I, I can be talked into this pretty easily, I'll say. Having said that, <laughs> these, these were my two gripes, I guess, or, or concerns maybe is better. Number one, yeah. what happens to the neighborhood when you guys pack up and leave? And there's been a lot of blowback, obviously, from people in D.C. that are worried about that. So let's start with that one. I mean, where are we at in the initial plan was maybe the Mystics and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Georgetown and some of those teams could stay there. I don't know how well that works. And I know Mayor Bowser came out and, and essentially threatened at one point that they wouldn't even want to continue to use the building if that was the case. Like, where are we at in that relationship? Well, it's a really good question because um, I do think there's a lot that has to be determined, and and that will have a direct impact on the neighborhood. Um, The arena itself will become the property of Washington, D.C. if we leave at the end of 2027. And so the mayor can, she she gets the keys, and she and her leadership will decide what to do with the building. We've offered to stay and run the building. We think we could easily book 100 events. I I honestly believe we could book more if we could start planning right now. Um, You know, one opportunity for us is the convention center uh, sometimes misses out on really big conventions because it doesn't have enough space. What we could do right now is hold and book those times for Cap One to be an overflow location. We've never been able to do that in the past because, as you guys know, we have to hold over 100 nights a year for Caps and Wizards games. And we don't find out until shortly before the season what nights are booked. So we could never go to anyone who needed more than, you know, a few months notice uh, the opportunity to book the arena. And so, and yeah, we'd love to have the Mystics play there. We think they're going to be able to play there in a few more years. So um, we hope that we hope that they'll take us up on the offer. But if they don't, they could run and manage the arena. Or you know, the mayor's got a task right now trying to decide how to use that land. It's really interesting because the FBI building, which is just you know a block away, will also be um, a new piece of land available for the city. So she's got two huge pieces of property there that really they can really reimagine downtown. And I think her task force is very focused on that. So then the other gripe would be kind of on the flip side out in Virginia. Beautiful new Mm -hmm. arena. I'm taking my kids. I'm going. I'm excited. I've been over there a ton. I lived over that way at one point in time. It's one way in, one way out. How are we going to solve the traffic issue? And is that up to you guys or the state? Because if it's up to the state, that's probably tax dollars, right? It, it is, uh, in, on both accounts. Um, the Department of Transportation and the administration have pledged over $200 million to solve exactly the problem that you're identifying. And that would be transportation funds, for sure. Uh, that would benefit everybody in Northern Virginia, clearly. But what it would do is try to make you Route 1, which is that main thoroughfare into where the arena would be, um, wider more technology friendly so you could do a all in and all out easy ingress easy egress ex leaving and and we're hoping that that will solve the car problem 
but they also need to invest in the metro stop there to make the bridge that comes down from the metro wider so you know large numbers of people could come in and out at you know before and after a game so, Monica, it's been now a couple months or just over since the initial announcement, at least from that it comes to the public. Um, has anything changed in terms of your confidence level that this gets done? How sure are we that this is all ahead go? You know, we feel really good about what's happened this last week in Richmond, and we feel better and better in Alexandria as more people get information. Um, what we're finding is because this is such a, you know, it, it is such a, an issue of interest. It's covered all the time in the media. And that also means there's a ton of commentary. And sometimes the commentary and the facts get mixed up in people's minds, as it would for anybody watching the news right now on this topic. And so what we're finding is we really have to sit down and open books and be transparent and talk about it if we're going to get support. And, and that works. So we're feeling good about that. Monica, thank you for the time and the update. We appreciate you. You got it. Anytime. Thank you. Monica Dixon, Monumental Sports. Uh, You guys have had questions. We've been talking a lot about this. Wanted to go to the source and get their perspective on what's going on. The president of external affairs over there. Uh, We wanted to also provide another perspective. We could get that from Kevin Blackstone, who now writes columns in the Post. A uh, longtime voice covering sports in this town and a professor over at Maryland over the years who is not as excited about the possibility of the move to Virginia as Monica or even me or Danny are. So let's bring Kevin on next to do that. G&D on the fan. We're blitzing in 15. That's when we're giving away those Caps tickets on Grant and Danny. Fired up to go to the... BetQL guest hotline right now, though. And to welcome on to the show, the professor, Kevin Blackstone, Washington Post, over at the University of Maryland. He is coaching up the youth. And a guy I bumped into out in Vegas at the Super Bowl, and I was glad I did. I hadn't seen him in forever. And we got to chopping yeah, it up a little bit. I kind of accosted you, didn't I? <laughs> you you, <laughs> you came in with the heat, Kevin. That was good. How you been? Great. How about you? Doing very well. We wanted to have you on. We were just talking to Monica Dixon of Monumental Sports, and I thought it would be yeah. um, you know, fair to also bring in a, another perspective of someone who is not as excited about the move. And I talked to you briefly about it out at the Super Bowl for a few minutes, but I remember the piece you wrote right. back in mid-December about the Wizards leaving the city. So let's, let's start right there. And, and I guess my first question for you, is this more about the Wizards leaving or is it a Wizards and Capitals thing? No, it's the Wizards. It's the Wizards and Capitals. But I highlight the Wizards because, you know, D.C. is um, a home of basketball. I mean, this is a famous area, um, particularly for black basketball. Um, E.B. Henderson uh, at the uh, old Negro YMCA in Washington, D.C., um, basically imported um, basketball to the black community. And this is, this is where it, it, it grew. This is where it spawned to the rest of the country. Um, so that's, you know, that's part of Washington DC's identity. Um, certainly part of my identity being, being born here and, and, and reared in the area. Um, and so, uh, I, I do highlight the wizards more, but, um, you know, the capitals are they're they're here. I mean, they, I, I remember celebrating, um, their Stanley cup on the, the rooftop 
um, on a rooftop uh, over in Ivy City. Um, you know, I, I remember when they were birthed here, obviously out in out in Landover at the Cap Center. I remember they drafted. Um, I remember they drafted uh, a black player their first year, uh, Mike Marson. I assume to try and attract black fans to the Cap Center to watch hockey didn't work out quite quite that well. But uh, you know, this is this is part of DC, and I think one of the you know two of the greatest moves in the redevelopment of downtown Washington D.C. Um, was Marion Barry's idea to put the 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 Wilson um, Center down there, and then Abe Poland's idea to put the put the uh, the basketball hockey arena downtown. There's no question about it. Kevin, what is something, or maybe the, you list a couple things if you don't mind, that Monumental is selling that you're just not buying in this whole case? Well, one thing I'm not selling, and the Washington Post brought this out in their long piece, um, I think it was last Sunday, uh, was about how this went down. And, you know, the fact that uh, Muriel Bowser's mayor was hamstrung a bit by some rules and regulations in the city about how much money she could she could cough up for this deal and then finally coming up with the half billion dollars um, and then only to be kind of um, uh, snowed under or snowed over by Ted Leonsis and Monumental, um, who weren't as forthcoming as maybe they should have been about the negotiations they were having out in Virginia. Um, so they came up with the they came up with one hundred million dollars short of what of what Monumental and, and Ted wanted. Um, and it seems to me that, you know, that's some there's some some faith there to be good faith there to be to be dealt with, to negotiate with that rather than um, rather than paddling across the uh, river over to Virginia. Kevin, Kevin Blackstone's with us on Grant and Danny. What do you say? And this is I'm not like giving this some nameless take like this is also my opinion. But my take yeah. all along has been the money for owners anymore is not in TV rights deals. You look at the Correct. RSNs for these leagues. It's not in PSLs for seating. It's in real nope. estate deals, right? And, Absolutely. And, and there isn't any of that in the city, really. I mean, they can, you know, kind of put lipstick on the arena a few times over for a few hundred million. But if you're Ted Leonsis and you want the Taj Mahal state-of-the-art unbelievable arena, you got to go outside, and and we're talking about DC being, you know, a basketball city. Right. Maybe this is where I'm just, you know, off. I'm growing up in a, in a, a different era, maybe it doesn't allow me to see it, but I, I view Northern Virginia at like it's not DC proper, but it's the DMV. It's not like they're going to St. Louis. Like, what do you say to to some of those points? <laughs> well, the DMV is a is a uh, is a new term. Um, I didn't have, I didn't grow up with the DMV. Um, you know, I grew up with, with DC, Maryland, and Virginia. My, my mother was, was born in Virginia. She grew up in Halls Hill, Virginia, which is now Arlington, just off of Lee, Lee highway and Glebe road. Mm -hmm. Hey KB, um, were you guys doing like uh sharks and jets fights, you know, meeting at the borders, <laughs> DC, Maryland, <laughs> yeah. and Virginia, snapping your fingers like West side story. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it should have been something like that. Right. <laughs> But here's here's the thing. Okay, so I don't just fault Monumental and Leonsis on this. I also fault um, Muriel Bowser's office in D.C. on this, too, because um, they appear to me to have run after the golden goose of the NFL. And I understand that 
losing the football team to Landover, um, you know, a generation and a half ago, almost two generations ago, was um, uh, a political black eye for Sharon Pratt Dixon, who was mayor at the time. Um, but that's that's past. I used to cover economics before before I covered sports. And one thing that economists who agree on nothing do agree on is that investing public money in private stadium and arena deals is not a good thing for cities financially. Where I differ with those economists is, is that doing it for a basketball and hockey arena where you can get um, 160 some dates plus concerts in the heart of your city is worth it. It's like an infrastructure deal. It's like having good, having good security, good schools, libraries, roads, um, all of that. You can't name a city in America that is a great city that does not have a professional sports footprint. But chasing after a football team stadium and all that that takes in terms of money and infrastructure for the few dates that you're going to get, if it's not domed, to me is not worth it. Now, why do I bring that up? Because I believe that the city should have offered up the RFK plot to Monumental and Leonsis, which is something like 120 acres. Oh, wow. I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can carve out, Ted could carve out this grand plan that he has in Northern Virginia right there and begin and, and continue the redevelopment of that part of, um, of D.C. And then you can figure out uh, something else to do with the arena downtown. I'm sure there, you know, there are plenty of things that, that, can, be, that can be done with it. Um, so that's where I fault, you know, I fault the city. I think, you know, they should have seen this coming down the line. And, you know, the, the reporting has suggested that they did see it coming down the line. But I just don't think they should have chased the commanders. I, I think they should have let that realize that that ship had sailed. And it's really not, you know, prestige-wise, yeah, but economically-wise, absolutely not a good deal for the city. Not for a city that already has tax revenue problems mm-hmm. because so much of the city is dedicated to federal um, uh, to federal buildings, um, which you can't tax. So uh, th- that's that's the approach I would have taken. Kevin, quick one here. Just the rest of the way. I mean, it still seems to be sort of caught up in committee, although Monica Dixon previously, in fairness, yeah. painted a, a rosier picture of, of the, their chances for them to get passed as, as they want it. But if they think it's it's happening and this is kind of politics, basically, they got the House 88 to 12, Senate's next. But so right. the, the question is then, what are you rooting for here? Like, what outcome would, would make you the happiest? No, the only outcome that make me that would make me happy is for the teams to, the steam teams to stay where they are. So... I hope, I hope Virginia Brow beats them, and somehow this deal falls apart, or Ted decides, you know what, it's not worth it, public relation wise. I think I'm gonna stay in the city. I'm gonna look at this this half billion dollar deal that Miro Bowser has finally pu- pulled together and put on the table. Um, see if we can work with that. Um, I'm I'm gonna look at some other uh, some other plots of land in D.C. I might look. I want to look at that. RFK, that RFK site, which can be a, a clean slate and you can turn into whatever you want to, you want to turn it into. Um, I'm going to go back to the table and see what the best deal is. Um, 
so that that would be the you know that would be the ideal thing for me uh i cannot consciously emotionally get my mind around these two teams being across the river in virginia and i get it i know it's a dmv world now like i said i didn't grow up in the dmv world um <laughs> <laughs> and I know Grant is from Virginia. I understand it. I got it. Um, but uh, but, but and, and to I, be fair, Kev, like listen, I've driven to U.S. Air Arena for years in Maryland. I go to you know you, Landover, yep. Maryland for FedEx Field. Now it's not as many games, obviously, but I've always done it. It's never been weird. It's I've never complained about it. Right. It's just kind of what I do. It's amazing to me, though. It's it's like. You know, my wife going and picking up my dry cleaning every week, and she asked me once, and I kind of throw my arms up in the air. It's like the the idea that someone from Maryland might have to drive to Virginia for a game is, like, unbelievable. I've been doing it since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah, and and I've been doing the exact exact opposite. And, you know, my father grew up in Leedroy Park um, in the shadow of old Griffith Stadium. There you go. Um, So – you know, I, I remember going to Uline Arena, which is now, you know, an REI store, uh, to see <laughs> yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters and to see the the ABA team that we had here for just one season featuring Rick Barry. Um, so, you know, that's my world. And that's my identity. Um, my identity, despite my mother's birthplace, you know, is not is not Virginia. Um, and for me, it's not just, you know, to me, it's a psychological, it's, it's a psychological thing to cross th- that I, I see for me to cross the river, to go watch sports teams. I grew up with here, particularly in the city over there. Um, and that's just, you know, that's, that's just the reality of it. All right. Well, one way or the other, next time I see you at the arena, we're clanking cocktails, and we'll watch. We'll watch the Wizards lose together. How about yeah, that? They can lose in any state, Kevin. <laughs> hey, Kevin, it's good catching up. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Be good. He's one of the best, Kevin Blackstone. You see him on ESPN. You read him in the Washington Post. We are late. Let's get you your uh, blitz next, and we've got those cap tickets. Keep it right here. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.